Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because you'll get 20% off that entire purchase of your CBD infusion. A deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strata Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is our beat writer, Patrick Lyons. On this episode, we got to talk about the first base uh, situation, the uh, the one bag. Oh, what are the other nicknames? I ran through all the ones for catcher. There are several for second and shortstop. What are the... There's nicknames. one for second base that I know of. I can't yeah, think of any other shortstop. I mean, if you're for, referring to the six spot, like short, short, yeah, 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 six, six hole, short as opposed to shortstop. It's not really, you know, whatever. But is there anything at first base? No, if third base the is the hot baseman. corner, hot corner. If third right? base is the hot corner, first base would just have to be the lumbering the, corner, the cold, the cold corner. <laughs> we're, we're we're talking cold corner. We're talking rumors. We're talking trades. It is free trade Friday, which means we're going to have some fun uh, talking about some things that we don't necessarily think the Rockies would do, but pontificating on, you know, if we were running the team, what maybe the Rockies could do. And we always want your participation in these. You got to give us your ideas out there on uh, whether it's on Twitter at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNBR underscore Rockies. Uh, you're emailing us, Drew or Patrick at the DNBR.com. You subscribe to the DNBR.com and then you can leave us a comment on any of the podcasts. And we can go in and see your trade proposal right there. Uh, I know we got some interesting ones revolving around Nolan Arenado and Trevor's story on the, the Twitter sphere this week. We're going to hold those off for next week because we were already focused in on first base today. But before we can even get into that, Patrick, there's so many bits of news and notes that I, I wanted to talk about uh, very quickly today because there are just things going on in the world of baseball. And the biggest one for me today was uh, this Justin Turner apology situation and Rob Manfred essentially coming out and saying, well, he said he was sorry. I guess that's the end of it. And, you know, I have very little... I'll just say this right now. I don't have a whole lot of emotional capital left for outrage in me this week. I just don't. And when I read that, I found just a little bit more. It was it was hiding back there, just <laughs> waiting to be taken out on somebody. It's it's not a surprise, you know, now, you know, after you separate some time and you use your head and you go, well, it's, it's not a surprise. It might be disappointing. It might seem like it's not fair. It certainly seems something that was going to happen. There was going to be some, you know, type of, of penalty, but you know, you go and, and take a look at what's happened with AJ Hinch and Alex Cora with the sign stealing scandals. And we'll get to that because there's certainly some news around the game with those two gentlemen, but you look at how that was handled and say, uh, I mean, I, all right, it was something, maybe it could have been more, but as time goes you can by really pile these all into the category yeah. of stuff. Rob Manfred didn't do right. They really are kind of whether one was for defying the COVID regulations and seriously putting people's health at risk. And the other was for cheating the game of baseball. And in one 24 hour period, the commissioner, 
the steward of the game at the highest level, came out. Well, really, he had, he had made the decisions about uh, Core and Hinch before, so it's not like he made that. But it, but still, to get those two bits of news of basically, and who cares? This quickly together is really disheartening as a baseball fan, Patrick. Yeah, I I can understand why MLB just wants this to go away so you don't have it dragging on. And it's a story that's just kind of dead in the water, especially with <laughs> there's going to be some other, you know, not great news coming out with MLB. Th- I mean, this will, man, this is going to be the worst off season in baseball history yep. for a million reasons. And yep. again, the, the, the topic of those two managers I mentioned, we'll get to, you've got this Justin Turner thing now going, and, and just, just blowing away in the wind as if nothing happened. You've got everything going on in free agency and, and the industry having lost $3 billion and what that's going to mean for free agency. You've got chess pieces moving around for next season's um, collective bargaining agreement that needs to be right. negotiated. So again, right. you've got no <laughs> DH in the National League uh. and in 2019, you got the DH in 2020. You're not going to get in 2021, but then it'll come back in 2022. And maybe the worst thing of all, because while it is, you know, disappointing for some of these gentlemen and for fans of the game, you say, hey, I, I want these guys that I adore or, or that I'm fan of, and I want them to get paid. And, you know, sure it might be a little have a trickle down effect and maybe that's going to impact my spending but you know what these guys deserve to get paid that's that's not so bad because again the difference between you know a a 75 million dollar contract and a 40 million dollar one yeah it might be close to half of that but 40 million dollars is more than most probably everybody who listens to this combined possibly but the worst part is what is going on in minor league baseball? We've talked about it before. No. We will get into it again. But essentially, 40 minor league teams that have hosted baseball for many, many years, they will not have minor league baseball anymore. And there's a lot of changes coming down the pike. I think overall, it, it will probably be for the better. But there are a lot of places that will not have professional baseball going on in in 2020 and beyond going going past that so this is yeah. gonna be a really rough winter and honestly this justin turner thing is is really just just the start of it and again almost to be expected now it, it is disappointing you, you would have thought there would be some kind of punishment uh especially with him going into free agency you really could have you really could have hit him lightly right and the ramifications of that could have set on a a domino effect where, well, since you are going to be suspended for, let's say a month, not that long, but a month. Well, now, you know, another team is going to negotiate with you rather difficultly. Uh, they might not even sign you this off season. They might wait until, in fact, your agent might even say, you know what, the market's going to be better in mid to late April or, or early May when you now don't have to deal with any kind of suspension. So it, it's, it's disappointing, but, not a surprise that this is how Rob Manfred is doing his business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because this one thing that was like a little bit in their control, but a few other little bits of things that have happened over the last couple of days that we haven't discussed. Actually, I haven't even mentioned, by the way, that Nolan Arenado did go ahead and win that gold glove. By the way, 
it's Major League Baseball. We had mentioned that they announced it the night of the election. Well, the, the, we all know that the election isn't one night anymore. If we've all learned anything this week, is that the election has never been, and it just never has been one day event. But uh, still, uh, <laughs> what are they doing? That was ridiculous. But congrats to Nolan, I guess. Uh, what were the other bits there? <laughs> A couple of Silver Slugger awards were given out. No Rockies won one. A little bit of surprise that story wouldn't, uh, you know, he was, I'm sure he was in the mix. They don't make a big deal out about that, Louisville Slugger. Uh, they should. They certainly should have finalists, and I imagine that would be something. That would be great for marketing. Again, to have these award shows, you could, um, just like how next week, yeah, just, just, how, just like how next week, uh, MLB's given out all the awards. You know, Monday is is Rookie of the Year. Tuesday is the Manager of the Year awards. Uh, Wednesday will be Cy Young. Thursday MVP. And you got a week long cycle when you know no free agents are really moving around. You know, uh, no trades uh, are going down just yet. The GMs haven't had their general managers meetings. Uh, of course, right. it'll be virtual this year, but it's a good time to do that. And you know, they, they did it with the gold gloves and they had a little award ceremony uh, again. Yeah. On election night, uh, which crept up on them. I mean, you know, a week out. <laughs> How could they have last, I know. They, you know, last week at this won? time, hey, Tuesday <laughs> night looks great. And then all of a sudden, this Biden and Trump guys, they both turn their keys at the same time. And you go, oh, no, we had our election show for the gold glove. Nope. And then we all had to rush out to the polls and, and get our votes in Imagine. because they decided to do it on that day it's crazy how how we do this electoral thing but <laughs> but yeah you could do that with the silver oh, sluggers where you have the finalists and again that i don't think that that cheapens anything and i haven't heard anybody suggest it but essentially instead of saying hey one guy won the award what you're doing is you're giving some shine to two other guys and saying hey these these players were finalists and you know it's the same celebrate thing. their games celebrate their players sing to the hills about how awesome these guys are are you new here? <laughs> you know, that From the commissioner the who said that Mike Trout was difficult to promote. Remember that? Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, I mean, that really should be, you know, uh, uh, their slogan at a certain point of, of just celebration. That's it. You know, especially with guys and their bat flips and just the young, exciting players and their unique celebrations and things of that nature. I think celebration next to let the kids play, you know, it fits in really well with that. So, yeah, no silver slugger awards. <laughs> uh, only Nolan wins the gold glove. We're still waiting to hear about the platinum glove award. Right. Nolan to uh, to take another one of those. That would be fantastic. I, if he wins enough, can you can you trade those and upgrade to, to win like – a diamond award? I know. I mean, maybe it's just a Minecraft yeah, I don't know kind the, thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's my understanding. Is that's how it works? Yeah. In fact, I don't. I don't think they gave out any kind of end of decade award. But again, if you if you want to create a little bit more hype around the game, at the end of every decade, the diamond award. Hey ties in with baseball, but that goes to the, the player either with the most platinum glove or just thrilled. the overall best <laughs> defensive player. Yeah. That would that would the be diamond. a Come on. perfect way. Right there. All right. We all what you got in your hand there, Drew? I, I was just I, I was just reaching for a, a cool, calming Breck brew there. <laughs> That's what we've decided they are now. It's cool and calming. I'll drink, I'll, I'll reach I, my straw with Breck coffee. 
I, I would never want to interrupt you with a Breck brew, but if you're going to be interrupted, be interrupted with a Breck brew. It's the way to go. Switch to Avalanche Amber today because, well, I drank all the Hot Peak IPAs. And if you're wondering, how do you have a selection? How do you have that option through the choice of sumptuous juices of the gods? Well, maybe maybe that's not the, the best way <laughs> to, to phrase it. But still, all I got a 15 can, not 12. It's weak sauce. 12 can samplers are weak. I got a 15 can sampler. A Breck Breck does it. That's what I'm talking about. Over at the local King Supers. Get it in any liquor store. And get it down at the DNVR bar if you're inclined to do so during these times. But I also highly recommend you swinging by the farmhouse. You call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. You use code DNVR. And they'll hook you up with a $5 discount on both the food and the drink. Great way to spend a bit of time having a nice drink, having a nice food. That's not how people talk. This is like an alien. Are you having a nice food? Did you did you have food good? I think that's from the Coneheads. I don't know. Are you, are you just lifting that quote maybe? Could be. We are from France. Narfle the Garfle. Do they know? Is anybody... Uh, well, the movie did come out in like the mid '90s, so it kind of had true. a little bit of that's a, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A couple good scenes with Farley in there. Actually, my favorite. Uh, there's a great Adam Sandler scene in there with with Sinbad and and Mr. Dan Aykroyd. But uh, there was some other news, you know, going on in the it's game. Like the '90s ass sentence. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mets ownership. They they've got a new owner, right. and it's Steve A. Stephen A. Cohen, the guy who they've they've centered the show. Uh, billions around have you ever seen that showtime show billions no i've i know the boss is a sure. big fan spano i mean of course spano watches billions <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the premise and i think i might actually enjoy it. it's just i've got a lot of nerdy shit i've got to get through before <laughs> before i get to billions like there's a million comic book shows and now my girlfriend is into star trek which is like oh my god <laughs> so like there's like a whole capitalize on that. Star Trek. Yeah, you gotta do the Star Trek thing while it's there. So like we're all in. Um but you know, I, I hear good things. Yeah, he I mean again, Bobby Axelrod is billions, Stephen A. Cohen, real dude, owns the Mets, and today uh he officially signs the papers, takes over the team, <laughs> and immediately everybody gets to the front office and says, Thanks for working here. Uh, but you guys were you guys suck. Uh, I already have <laughs> a plan. I know who I want to bring in. It was cool that, you know, the Wilpons wanted an, an agent. Literally, they hired Brody Van Wagen, an, an agent, to decide, you know, about who they're going to draft and player development and the business side of thing and player acquisition as if an agent has had any experience doing that. So that'll be the last time that that goes down. Sandy Alderson yeah. will not take over as uh, president of baseball operations. Nope. And, and should do a fantastic job there. Omar Minaya, former Mets GM, was also let go. And it's it's open season on the New York Mets, and we're going to be getting to that later on in the episode uh, since it is Free Trade Friday, looking at a couple Mets possible combinations. We'll be doing that all offseason because the Mets uh, – the bones are ready to be picked because, and they mean that in the best right. possible way because the Mets are going to be the only team that really can add any significant money and are going to be looking to to make a big splash where everyone else is going to be a little cautious, a little savvy, a little frugal. And 
Rockies have a couple players that the Mets would love to get a hold of and would love to overpay on. And that's, again, we, we did it all day. Go back and listen to our last episode where we talked about some of the some of the best and some of the worst. Spoiler alert, there's not that many worst trades that the Rockies have made, but there's a right. lot of great ones. And they've got an opportunity now here with the Mets maybe being a little too aggressive where they could take advantage of that. You might lose one of your star players, but overall the health of your organization could improve. Uh, we also have Alex Cora officially being announced today, a two-year deal to come back to the Boston Red Sox. Last week, A.J. Hinch was signed on to become the manager of the Detroit Tigers. Drew, how do you feel about Hinch and Cora, the managers of the two most recent yeah. science-stealing scandals, getting suspended <laughs> earlier this year? Here we go through a pandemic, still in it, and now they've got jobs again. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Fire just as, it's just the worst. It's just like, right, it's, where, where was Daniel earlier? Like, I wrote the article before all this happened. I wrote an article during the last labor problems that they were having that Rob Manfred should resign, that he shouldn't be the commissioner of baseball. And my opinion on him has only worsened since then. And uh, this is a part of that. This continues to be an absolute joke um, that you suspend these guys for a season, not even for 162 games for a season which ends up technically being this one that in the grand scheme of things in history is going to get lost and asterisked and not counted. And that's the one that they have to miss as their grand punishment for cheating for years and winning a world series. I'm sorry, a piece of metal in the process. No, it is, it is, outrageous it is a joke it is absurd it is obscene it is another reason why rob manfred should not be the commissioner of baseball but unjust that's the word yeah. i think you're also looking for it's, it's right. unjust astros don't have to go on the road with fans and have to deal with that the fans haven't forgotten but they definitely did uh, you know, get off to to a certain extent, no doubt about it. So the Astros get away with it, and now Hinch and Alex Cora end up uh, getting away from it. And Cora lucked out because the Red Sox had the second worst record in all of baseball. Punted on yet, the season anyway, right? Yeah, and Cora doesn't have that on his resume now. So Cora, it, it's not like, all right, hey, we still got this guy around. Let's let's forget it. Throw We're not my gonna, hat and kick dirt on the plate right now. We won't hold the manager accountable. It wasn't his deal. It's fine. No, that doesn't even go against his record. He he still has this pristine record of winning the World Series there in, in 2018. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird pain. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird, weird time in, in baseball and you got Rick Renteria if you're talking about things unjust nominated for the, the American League manager of the year and then dude gets fired because the the owner of his team Jerry Reinsdorf feels bad about letting Tony LaRusso go doesn't really feel bad about breaking up the Bulls of the 90s but does feel bad about you know firing a manager so that he let go 30 years ago and he brings him back at 75 years old so that is also unjust. Baseball is an unjust sport in a lot of ways. Um, but but it has a way of, of 
Dun, I think dun, it dun, has dun, a way dun, of dun. balancing itself out, though. You know, I, I think, think all sports right. are unjust in a lot of ways, right? I mean, there, there's, there's, or injustice, maybe you might um, even say, in other sports. But baseball can find a way to balance. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go ahead and make this analogy. I'll go ahead and do it. It's the time Uh-oh. of year. It's the right time. Of year. Just, just mute me if you think I'm about to get fired. No, <laughs> I'm fine here. No, my hands are right here. I'm not. Gonna do <laughs> Fire away. The floor uh, is yours, sir. I think that's right. And I think, you know, baseball has often been talked about as an analogy to the American experience. And one of the things we were plainly reminded of uh, this last week is that for some people, like anyone living in our state, voting is incredibly easy. And for some people living in some states, you have to stand in a line for 10 hours and you may not be able to take a day off of work. You may not be able to actually. So I actually think that, yes, to 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 get the analogy back into the realm of sports, I said a little bit for a second there, that, yeah, the fighting uphill, the battling against unfair odds, the fact that there are moneyed interests that, that are keeping you down, that are battling you. In Field of Dreams, when James Earl Jones talks about uh, an army of steamrollers, like, it's it's a grind out there, man. It's exactly what it it's about. So yeah, I I think it 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 is unfair, it is unjust, and all sports have that, and that's part of the reason why when the underdog finally wins in the end, even people in other cities and other towns and other states who've never rooted for that team when the Royals finally broke through and the and won, the whole country celebrated. Because this little team from Kansas City finally rose up and and did the thing despite all of the odds, and so that's the beauty of sports as well. When you when you can break it, um, I do still wish they were a little more fair. Again, there's an analogy there as well. You can make the thing more fair for everybody, but there is a romanticism to overcoming the odds. It is one of the reasons why sports is is better than drama because you can't there's certain things you right. watch or read in fiction that you go well that could never happen and it happens in sports all the time and and right. you just you just couldn't make it up especially anything having to do with this pandemic right now you right. know any, any of those you know post apocalyptic you know kind kind of books that you read you go yeah well that's that's never going to happen and you know we're living in those times right now in many ways and uh, a dystopian uh, future and we're living in a dystopian you know presence right now and you know i've i've, I've kind of likened the likened this experience to you know the world after 9-11 where again coming from new jersey and you know my father he worked in jersey city across from manhattan and literally went outside and uh to, to watch the the, the first uh, fire uh, in, in the first building and the second plane flew over his head and so experiencing what that was like with 9/11 in in that area and, and all of these people that were, were impacted and, and, and died unfortunately and helped out the cause to clean up the the area and, and the issues that they would later have and John Stewart's been great at uh, supporting those firefighters and first responders. In a lot of ways, that is nothing compared to what we're going through right now. Like 9-11, yes, it, it happened to America. It happened to something that we can't necessarily free, our freedoms, our, our liberty that we have. Um, but it, it impacted 
you know, the Northeast, you know, in, in, in DC and, and, and Pennsylvania and, and New York, New Jersey, like it, it impacted those areas more than anything else. Whereas this pandemic is worldwide. It's, we're living in dystopian times. Right, right. Sports is giving us hope and sports is doing some amazing things that you, again, you just can't make up. It's uh, sports is, well, sports is the beautiful game. All sports are are beautiful games in, right, right, right. in more ways than others. Even if it's a sport you don't love or cherish, like baseball, it's it still has value. And tell you what, you know, if, if baseball wasn't around, there there's other sports that are waiting on deck for me to flock to and say, you know what, I I just need people competing. I need there to be an underdog. I need to be there to be a heel. I need there to be a bad guy and a baby face. All of those things. Right. It's, it's what makes sports great. So we've got a lot of bad guys in the game of baseball right now. And, and I think the Rockies are good guys. And that's, that's what fans want. I think Rockies fans want some more good guys on their team. Yeah. I, and we're going to, we're going to try to solve that. I think today, the Rockies we? are good guys too. They are good guys. The, um, that is not the general consensus. Uh, <laughs> been a frustrating, nearly lifelong uphill battle, but we get to continue to have that battle and we get to continue to have it in a fun way. You know, the, the, that's the other thing about sports is they're supposed to be fun, man. It's supposed to be a place where you can come out and enjoy yourself. And I get that, you know, everyone's entitled to enjoy it in, in, in their own ways, but it's just one of the things that I always find interesting is people who spend a majority of their time with sports being angry at their sports. It's like, man, we're here to have fun. We're here having fun. We're about to have fun in just a second talking about the Rockies at first base. And another way that we're going to have fun is through this weekend, starting today and through Sunday, we're hosting the election open congressional at WGT golf, totally free to download at dnvrgolf.com. You got to come out, hang out with us. You join DNVR three country club. If you haven't played yet, you head to the congressional golf course, you enter that closest to the whole challenge and you submit a screenshot on our pinned Twitter, check out DNVR Sports, or you email it to info at the DNVR.com. You want to do this because once you've entered to win, we're choosing a random winner. You don't even have to be good. Check this out, folks. It's a free game that you download to your computer or phone. Then you play in this free tournament, and then you don't have to be good. Literally just enter the tournament because you'll be entered to win to pick a DNVR shirt of your choice and a mask that we're going to ship to you. We're going to be hosting a new course every week leading up to Christmas. Winners are picked every Monday. You have got literally nothing to lose. So download WGT today at dnvrgolf.com. Join that country club, DNVR3. Head over to that congressional course. And again, follow those instructions as we talked about because it's going to be a blast to have you as a part of our WGT playing family. But you can also... Get yourself some free swag just for hanging out with us. And we've also had tournaments with cash prizes. And, and that's for, like, being good at the game. Then, then if you're actually good at the game, more stuff can happen. But if, you, if you're terrible at barely even play at all, you can still win a free shirt and mask. Come hang out with us. And everyone is eligible to win. And we should have an asterisk by it for you and I, Drew, because I don't, I don't think we're eligible. I, that's I think right. it's Broncos country swag. Like, there's such good prizes. I always so get true. so excited because obviously we hear about these things in advance, and you know, 
you see pictures come up and you see certain words that pop before you read it and you're like oh man we've got a we've got something great that we are going to get for being on the inside and you go oh no that's for our people no no that's okay that's that's all right we we want them to to win some big prizes and, and sticker packs and free shirts. So, right. all right, that's okay. We can't hog everything for ourselves. So it, it, it's going to be a fun this weekend at the election open. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and Daniel real quick, is Bud Black going to be fired? Uh, most certainly not. Um, no. If he was, he should have been fired already. Why? Yeah. Yeah. What? And he would. I mean, yeah. And I mean, he hasn't lost a game. Uh, he didn't lose a game for the month of October. So, uh, I don't know how he's going to help his cause or hurt his cause in October. So, yeah, his uh, his job uh, is safe. But we're going to be talking. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled uh, for an article coming out this weekend. Another false count anywhere. Drew against me. Who's got a better feel of what's going to happen this off season with maybe some other coaches getting fired or, or who's coming in, who's going out? There going to be any trades? What kind of moves do the Rockies look to be making? So we're going to be discussing that and. One of the things we're going to discuss today is the free agent market for first baseman. And I tell you what, not a lot of options. Not a lot yeah, of options. Yeah. But before we, and, and again, this will also be almost, uh, this is going to be very quick because we let's take a quick inventory of where the Rockies are at in terms of first base, which is that they don't have one. Now they could have, uh, what was it? Reese said earlier and 100% correct. Fuentes is a good cheap option at first, considering everything going on right now. That, friends, is your starting point. He's 100% right. Ian Desmond's not your starting first baseman anymore. You're not going to play any first base at all ever again, if he ever suits up for the Rockies again ever. Daniel Murphy, we know, is gone. Ryan McMahon, we know, can play some first base and is a total question mark, but is in the mix at second, first, and third. Right now, Josh Fuentes... If they were to, what's the line of money ball where he says, you know, if, if I were to roll a ball out to first base right now, no one's going to be there to pick it up. Well, right now, if you were to roll a ball out there to first base, Josh Fuentes is the guy to pick it up. In the pipeline after him, the Rockies have some very promising prospects, but they are several years away. There is nobody knocking on the door. There's nobody who halfway through the season or in September of a normal year, you could say, oh, then that guy comes up for Fuentes and does whatever. No. Michael Toglia, uh, who's the other big one? Grant Levine. Grant Levine. These guys are at least two years away and could be great players. Um, so they do have some interesting guys in the organization. But right now you're looking at Josh Fuentes, who I think is going to give you great defense. And – the offense is a question mark that we had a very good season. So what? So basically, the rest of our conversation from here out remaining, looking at free agents or trades, is can you do better than Josh Fuentes? And that, if this was a game show, it would be can you do better than Josh Fuentes? I would hate to have to work the social media for that account because I don't know what the handle would be on a long-winded uh, game show like that. Um, uh, hashtag, it's an game show. Yeah. Has, oh, yeah, that does make more sense because like yeah. hashtag CYDBJF. I don't know. Uh, but are you know, smarter than a fifth grader? Was great, time. great starting point. So if you don't say, if you say Josh Fuentes is not your 140 
game starter at first base. You give him, give him the day off once a week. Uh, you do have an option in-house, and you say, well, let's have a, a righty-lefty platoon at first base. So so anyone right now looking uh, at, at free agents or trade acquisitions, you'd almost certainly not want the Rockies to acquire a right-handed hidden first baseman, unless he was just a straight-up dude. And then you say, sorry, Josh, we have to go with this option. Now you're you're essentially relegated to almost a Pat Valleca role where you're just going to be playing around the infield, which would be fine. Uh, but if you say, no, I, I feel Josh Fuentes deserves at least partial playing time against left-handed hitters or to come in late in the game uh, as a defensive replacement, then you need another, you need a left-handed bat. Ryan McMahon is your left-handed bat. And you say, maybe that's your platoon because you're typically going to face right-handers. There's, uh, essentially four to one right-handers right. to left-handed starting pitchers. And so you say, all right, McMahon's mainly you're going to be your starting first baseman. Fuentes platoons uh, against left-handers. And now you need to solve second base. But if you don't like that idea and you just want to give McMahon the starting spot and you're tired of all the rigmarole and him having to jump through hoops and battle guys like uh, Garrett Hampson, Chris Owings, or, or an unproven rookie like Brendan Rodgers, you say, all right, well, we need a first base option in free agency or via trade. And in free agency, there's, free agency, there's only three left-handed hitting first basemen at this point. Now, again, there's still going to be some guys that get non-tendered. So there could be some interesting, cheap and affordable options. In my book, there's really only going to be three left-handed options out of the five that exist. Right, right, right. The two that I'm not even going to mention are Daniel Murphy and Yonder Alonso. Sure. And maybe yeah. Yonder Alonso, but do you I mean, really trust him to start, right? Is he going to be yeah, starting yeah, 120 yeah. games? Probably not. So your options aren't very exciting. One jumps out as better than any than another. Starting from the bottom, Eric Thames did not have a very good season in Washington. He's 34 years old. I think his run is pretty much over. He's going to he could even be a non-roster invite and hey, should he make the major league roster? He's going to get a little more than a million dollars. So that's a great affordable option where yeah. you say, "All right. Hey, earn your spot, but can he actually go out there and, and start that frequently?" Uh, maybe not. The next one up Next tier up from that, a uh, little bit better, is interesting option. He knows the division pretty well, and that's Jake Lamb. Typically a third baseman. He's only 30 years old. You know, did get released by Arizona. Played fairly well with Oakland down the stretch, mainly at third base. In fact, I don't think he played uh, much first base at all this season, but has played it in the fa in the past. And, you know, he's got decent numbers at Coors Field, almost identical uh, OPS numbers at Coors Field than as Chase Field. Uh, of course, he's a former Diamondbacks third baseman. So right. he's an interesting option that you could hope on and say, hey, he's a young guy. Maybe we can unlock something in his swing. You know, he's had some really uh, outstanding you know, segments of his career for a month or two at a time was looking like a guy who could have been, you know, an all-star for Arizona uh, a couple years back, uh, then had some injuries that kind of derailed his future, but he's probably in that next tier. And, and finally, Drew, we'll, we'll get your feedback on these three guys. Finally is Mitch Moreland came to San Diego they declined his option. It was a very affordable option. He still might go back to, to San Diego as their left-handed hitting 
uh, first baseman and a platoon there with with possible rookie of the year Jake Cronenworth. But uh, Moreland, you know, did fairly well for the last five years. Five years he's been worth between about one to two wins above replacement, almost exactly. So, you know, he's not an all star by any means, but he's 35 years old. And uh, he knows San Diego a little bit well, could be a guy that could platoon. And again, non-roster invite maybe, uh, you may have to still guarantee him, you know, uh, one and a half to, to two, two and a half million dollars to be your starting first baseman option. Of those three, anybody move the needle for you, Drew? What do you think? Well, I'm out on Jake Lamb right away. I have no interest okay. in, J- in Jake Lamb just because of the, the, the strikeouts are too much. And I, and I like, yeah. I, I agree with what you said, uh, the, the idea to unlock something. That's what you're looking for there with Lamb. Unlocking a little more out of a 30-year-old who may have one final sort of era, if you will, to his, his own career. Um, I, I'm, I'm not down for experimenting that way at this point, uh, especially if I'm thinking along the same lines as the Rockies are, which is, they think they can salvage this core and win. Um, I don't want to take too many. They've been experimenting enough at first base. <laughs> and so now things contrary to that, I, I don't hate as a reclamation project, especially if you're not married to him and you're, you're ready to go to Fuentes at, at a moment's notice. I, I don't hate that platoon. I like the pop that Fuentes or that, uh, that Thames brings, uh, you know, at 34, I don't know that he's done, done. Uh, and if he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. And, you, and that's the kind of guy I think you can kind of part ways with. Like you said, if you've brought him in as a non-roster invite on, you know, veteran minimum and he's just around and you throw him out there and it doesn't work, then you you, you cut ties with him and that's that. And if it, if you happen to catch lightning in a bottle, uh, you've got a, a really interesting player there who I, I think could provide some pop at course. I've always liked Mitch Moreland. Um, I just like his approach at the plate. Uh, I think he's a really good, solid foundational hitter, both in terms of making contact, working in a bat, uh, drawing the the walk when he needs to, and and hitting for some pop. And while I don't think, you know, he's going to bring you much defensive utility, and at this point in his career, uh, I don't want him playing 150 games. That may be the perfect spot. That that would really be about the contract, and I would suspect that he gets priced out of the Rockies area a little bit just because of his, um, his resume. But if it turns out that in this stagnating off season, Mitch Moreland is one of those guys who falls through the cracks and everybody is undervaluing and the Rockies were to just go, you know what? We'll give you 2 million. Everyone else is stuck on 1 million for Mitch Moreland. We'll give you two for a year, come to course field. And if you rake again, next off season, when things are a bit more normal, someone will pay you more money. But give us a year of your services, Mitch. Um, I'd love to see Mitch Moreland's bat at, at Coors Field with some semi-regularity. I know he's getting up there in age, but the guy can rake. He knows how to hit. Moreland will be a, an interesting kind of test case because uh, there, there is there is nobody, nobody uh, that's uh, a free agent at first, first base. Like, it's like the, the two biggest names, maybe, maybe uh, most, uh, most impactful. impactful. And again, and again, these guys, these guys are not impactful. But, but those two, those two people are Carlos Santana, Santana 35, 35 years old, and, and, and CJ Crone. 30 and 31 just got, just got off of a okay, okay year in Detroit. Detroit. Like those are the two best guys with, with Mitch Moreland you could probably put in that bunch. So because it's a shallow 
market for at first base, you say, well, hey, if I'm at the top end, which I would say Moreland is, hey, I, I there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be vying, you know, for my services. So, you know, I can get maybe a little bit more out of them uh, and, and, and get it up to the to the five, six million dollar range on a one year deal, something like that. Somebody's going to overpay me as one of the top three first base free agents. If Mitch Moreland doesn't get something like that, that's how you know that, look, teams are just not spending money on these mid to lower tier guys or frankly, just middle tier guys, lower tier guys. They're always battling for the just non-roster spots. But, you know, the big the the, the big name free agents are going to get paid. Not like normal, not like normal. But it's the, those mid range guys where you go, all right, Mitch Moreland's got something left in his bat. He should be able to get maybe a two-year, uh, $16 million deal, something like that, and he's going to get maybe a quarter of that if he's lucky. Right. Yeah, I think I think uh, I like that option about, you know, you can go in with Fuentes as your guy as long as you have some backups. You know, yeah. I think that will that'll, that'll help from, you know, Josh getting complacent. I don't, man, the, the, the dude's yeah, not getting complacent anytime, <laughs> until he's winning gold gloves at the rate of his cousin and, and, and making that kind of money. There's right. no way he's going to come close to complacent because that's just not – it's it's literally not in his DNA. But the dude is, is just such a grinder that I, I, I think if you have – you know those those safety measures in place with with a with a Thames or or even a, a Jake Lamb could be a non roster guy, and the one guy player that I did want to come back to since we're talking about you know uh, left handed bats that could you know share some playing time with Josh Fuentes. Uh, on one hand, you go, hey, this guy's a great fit for Rockies. I could totally see this happening. In fact, I am psyched about it. On the other hand, you go. Well, of course, that's not going to happen. And that's Roberto Ramos, the mariachi match. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. 38 home runs, I believe he hit in, in KBO. Uh, dude's uh, leading the Twins right now, I, I think, in their series uh, in the KBO playoffs. And, uh, you know, I, I think there could be some hard feelings of, like, you had an opportunity to have me be Josh Fuentes with power. Well, his glove is not as good as Josh Fuentes, but you know, a different kind of dynamic type of first baseman that comes out of nowhere and goes, Oh, what have we got here? And the Rockies didn't feel like they needed to give Ramos that opportunity. So that forced him to go to South Korea. And now he could come back to the States and the Rockies might have to do a little begging, a little pleading and Ramos just might not be up for it. Yeah, I don't believe in Wilson Ramos at all. He hit a bunch of home runs at a double A level. He's not he's not a thing. <laughs> that's that's my official opinion. Seems like a lovely young man. He's not an MLB slugger. Not a thing. Okay. All right. We will we will you better hope he doesn't sign with someone like San Diego and you go, I know, oh, I know, that's right? gonna hurt. Know. Throw it in my face. It'll you already bad. know it'll happen. And yeah. if he signs with the Dodgers, you go, Okay, well, they found their next Max Muncie. Great. Right. Just great. All right. Well, it, basically, it seems like trade is going to be the route that the Rockies are going to need to go. And if you've been listening or watching us on our uh, Facebook feed or on Periscope on on Twitter, uh, we've highlighted a couple of these deals, a trade with the Yankees where, you know, the Rockies can get an older, inexperienced player. He's he's 
He's not young, but he's, he's <laughs> he doesn't have a lot. But Mike Ford could be uh, a guy that you could platoon over at first base. Um, that yeah. doesn't cost you very much in trade capital. You also have a guy like Josh Bell. I've heard some rumblings that maybe I the like Pirates could be interested. Yeah, this is this is the one. Bell's a switch hitter there. Uh, whether or not you get Colorado kid Stephen Brault, who pitched at Regis University is is besides the point, but there's been a couple of those that we've looked at. The one I want to present today is one with the Mets where mm. the Rockies don't necessarily get themselves a first baseman, but they do free up some space. They do free up some financial capital that's going to allow them to make another deal. Now, in this trade, let's break it down. The Mets would get Ian Desmond, and they would have to pay out the remaining $10 million there. Again, this is all thanks to BaseballTradeValues.com. Check that out if you're interested in trying to swing your own trade. Um, Ian Desmond goes to the Mets, as does Trevor Story, who has a lot of value right now, only has one year left. And if Dick Monfort is talking about doing business differently, that different type of business means not bringing back Trevor Story because the last two star players that he's had that were on the precipice of free agency, that being Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado, he did swing a trade, excuse me, he did sign those guys and lock them up long term before the start of that free agent season, before they were uh, uh, one year away from being on the market. A little bit of cash also goes to the Mets. And the Rockies receive a left-handed reliever in Chase Shreve. Okay, that's something. A shortstop to dream upon for the next couple years in Ahmed Rosario. And the biggest piece, I think, baseball trade values may have this slightly overrated. But nevertheless, I think Dick Monfort would be in favor of bringing home a kid from the state of Wyoming. That being Brandon Nimmo, left-handed hitter, could be at the top of your lineup. Essentially, if you bring in Brandon Nimmo, that means Ryan Tapia or David Dahl is leaving via another trade. It could mean Charlie Blackman leaving, but you've already traded a star in Trevor Story, so I think that means Arenado and Blackman are probably safe from being dealt. So should the Rockies swing a deal like this where they get a new center fielder, new shortstop, a left-handed reliever, they save some money in the deal, free up a roster spot with, with Ian Desmond going to Queens, they can swing another deal for a first baseman, see what they get. Is the market better for Tapia? Is it better for Dahl? And, you know, do with something a little bit more complex than that. What's your take on that, Drew? Yeah, you know, I... It's not I exciting. No, I... If, if, if you can't sign Trevor Story to an extension, uh, a trade like this, I think, would be would be pretty good. And I'm not... Uh, again, I'm not too hot on the idea of moving out Tapia. Obviously, uh, I think you can entertain the right move for a David Dahl. Uh, I, I do think if you're if you're trading story, you're you're maybe starting a bit more of a rebuild. All of that said, I like all three of those pieces. If you're not gonna start a rebuild, uh, I've always liked the idea of Brandon Nimmo uh, coming back home to the team he rooted for as a kid, putting his bat speed and athleticism all at Coors Field. A lot you can dream on there. And then uh, getting pieces. We, we've talked a lot so far in this short offseason about um, quantity. 
right? And, and having a number of options that you can go to and not quite having so much of your success tied up in one player. And I, I remember right when, when we were battling with, uh, when I was having that debate with Manny Rondawa and he was saying, man, it's not fair to put it all on Nolan Arenado. And I was like, sorry, man, that's the way the team is built. And maybe it shouldn't be. And, and, and that's fair too, right? Uh, and, and you can move away from building around those superstar players and more toward guys who are generally above average and, and more consistent. And I, I think that could be an interesting way to go. Um, but if you could sign, let, let me put it this way. I would rather sign Trevor Story to an extension than pull off that trade. But if that's not an option, I'd rather pull off that trade than lose Trevor Story to nothing in free agency. Yeah, and you know, I highlighted in our article. I'll have to talk about that next week, maybe about you know all the free agent uh, shortstops that are going to be coming on the market next year, and it's it's about what are you going to get for your guy, and even if Story ends up leaving. You know, the Rockies, if the deal is, is $50 million or more, they get, you know, a first round pick. So they get a guy in, in the back end of the, the, the 30s. And, you know, it's a high school kid, even if it's a college kid, it's going to be a few years until you see, you know, how that manifests itself. Whereas yeah. if you make a trade for Trevor Story right now, now you have a little bit more control. Now you can get a couple guys. Now you can get players that are already in double A. So, you know, you. And you have the opportunity to have a team, again, overpay and give you more than what you would have, even with the steal of the draft. And a guy just happens to fall back. He had Tommy John surgery out of high school. And you go, ah, but we believe in this kid. And sure enough, dude rebound like Walker Bueller. The the Dodgers did it with, with Walker Bueller. I think took him 20th in uh, 2015. Had Tommy John surgery coming out of Vanderbilt. And they were right. They they they. They pegged their guy exactly as they thought it would be. Well, you know, that that's a crapshoot. And, you know, the, the Rockies did it in Jeff Hoffman where they got a guy who had just come back from Tommy John surgery, didn't really pan out, where now, hey, these guys have already been in another team system. We like what he's doing. We see a couple tweaks we can make here and there. And overall, it allows you to, you know, add by subtraction and really kind of dampen the loss of a story with, you know, the, the, the proper trade where you get back, you know, essentially MLB ready talent. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you would need to do that in this market. And that's one of the reasons why it's going to be a very difficult needle to thread, but there's always stuff out there. That's why it's worth pondering and looking over stuff like that and trying to figure out what could actually work because, you know, it's very easy to say like, I don't know, the Mets are unloading guys trade, trade them there. But, you look at something like this and you can really ask yourself, you know, as a Rockies fan, is that something you're into or not? Or as a Mets fan, actually, no, there's oddly enough, a surprising number of people who follow us who are both. I don't know what's with these Rockies Mets people. Um, <laughs> what kind of special sadism that you're into here? What is wrong with you? But um, it is the same thing. I suppose it's wrong with the rest of us. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, is, is that the kind of thing that you, you think can make your team better either way? Uh, and these are always fascinating exercises to run through. And like we've said, hit us up with your own. If you think you know it, and it did become official, he, Nolan Arenado has won his fourth platinum glove. Uh, Still the so best. There it is. Simply the best. 
so and on that note uh yeah send us your ideas remember we're, we're, we're talking trades we're enjoying it every friday uh, send us your own. If you've got an idea, use baseballtradevalues.com to make sure you're coming up with something relatively equitable. Take a little screenshot, send it to us. Like I said, next week, uh, we've got a couple that I was running through talking about some more story and Arenado stuff. So we'll be able to dive into all of that in the relatively near future. It's been a lot of fun. So again, just make sure you're hanging out with us on Free Trade Fridays. We're doing the live shows Monday through Friday on Facebook and Periscope at 4.05 p.m. I don't think I've, I've mentioned that before in case any of you were out there getting up really early in the morning every day going, where are they? He keeps saying 4.05. <laughs> Man, it, it, yeah, this daylight standard time thing is really – I haven't figured it out just yet. Now, now it's in the afternoon. That's right. That's right. And uh, make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can catch the DFA show on Wednesdays. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at Patrick D. Lyons at DNVR underscore Rockies. And I put it in a weird order, but at Drew Creaseman also. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so that you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar. You get to be a part of our super private and exclusive but awesome chat room, Discord channel where everyone's hanging out, talking sports, and music, and movies and just life in general a community that we have created that you all really make your own and and have completely made your own so make sure that you subscribe to the dnvr.com so you don't miss out on any of that continue to be absolutely awesome out there we will continue to be absolutely patrick lyons andrew creaseman in here and until next time we will see you at the ballpark